Geeks. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Geeks, the world's Geeks. number one entertainment show recorded in this room. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me, Justin Maraconda. Macaroni. Macaroni. You've taken that on now? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, man. As you're going to hear, I'm going to have a sexy voice throughout this podcast. Oh, he's got a sexy, raspy voice. We're late, Justin. It's Friday. Uh, this podcast is going up. We're normally yeah, up on a Tuesday. No, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday in our world. We filmed this on Tuesday. Wink, wink, winky, wink. So this for two reasons. Uh, number one is I was ill all week, <clears throat> as you can hear. Uh, I'm getting better now, but my throat's a little bit fucked. Um, so yeah, we decided to postpone it. But also because today is uh, Friday the 8th and Jeez. we are doing... Don't fuck with me. <laughs> today is Friday the 8th. And we are launching our first uh, Twitch season of a little test show we're doing called Play This. Play This. <laughs> Did I say Let's Play? <laughs> so it's going to be just Play This. Oops, let me fix that. Um, so you can head over right now. We have some updates. You can go to wearegeeks.com right now. Uh, there's a live holding page, which will then uh, send you off to our Twitch channel, which currently is the We Are Tessellate, our publisher's Twitch channel. Uh, at some point in the future, it'll be We Are Geeks. But don't worry, just go to wearegeeks.com. You can get straight over to everything there. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to be doing not just this podcast on Tuesdays, uh, which is a topical one. And if you're new because you've come over from the Twitches, then hello and welcome. Welcome, you little Twitchers. <laughs> um, we normally have maybe three, maybe four of us. But this week's just me and Justin doing a little fireside chat. Um, and then every Friday, we have a horror retrospective podcast goes up just called the Weird Geeks Horror Channel. And Spooky! as of today, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, is beginning. Um, Justin's on that with me as well. I was there. And Alison Holland, she's on that as well. And every week uh, we're going to be watching every single film in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise leading up to Leatherface. Um, so I'll coincide with that and then a little roundup at the end. Um, yep. So those are the things we're doing. We've got some other podcasts up as well. You can go and check out old retrospectives and things. And we're getting it all in order. But right now, just today alone, Justin, yes, three times more content than we normally have. So many. So many contents. Too many. Maybe. So little time. <laughs> and all three of them have you and me on them. So Yeah. So if you don't like seeing my face, by the end of it, you will. Well, this if you don't like seeing the face, this is the one. Because this is, this is just a podcast. Ali's turning up as we speak. Who is also on the Halloween retro. I mean, one of the spooky ones. If you're new to us uh, from Twitch, this sounds like a hot mess right now. I apologize. It's going yeah. to be a bit messy. Uh, normally we're more organized. We're going to try and do a fairly short one this week. We can, we can go on a bit long. Um, yeah, we can get chatty. But we've, we've got to prep a few things. So, Justin. Yes. How's your week been, man? Uh, it's been good, man. Been watching a whole lot of Harry Potter. You've been watching the Harry Potters? Yeah. Which ones? From the beginning. All of them? Yeah, because uh, I went and saw it at the Cinespia. It's like Hollywood Forever Cemetery. They have a movie night and they show it on this big projector on the side of a building. Nice. Um, it was just, you know, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and then just went home and I kept, 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 kept going. Kept it going? Watching one every night. How, where are you up to? Um, gotta watch Goblet of Fire next. That's the fourth one? So it gets, starts to get real dark. Have you just done the third one then? Yeah. That's my personal favorite. I like it. I like really uh, Yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban. So yeah. good. You got that tree changing each yeah. season. And that director, I mean, it's the, what's it, Alfonso Cuaron? Yeah. Movie? It's okay. when they switch directors up yeah. and it gets dark and you're like, wow, this got real dark. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm not a fan of those first two. I think the first two have great stories, but the yeah. films are pretty bad. 
Yeah. Uh, but from the third onwards. Rupert Grint, just solid. Always, always solid. <laughs> yeah, Rupert Out of all the kids, he's just like, ah, I'm just doing my thing. He gets just you through going. the kids. Yeah. He really does. Emma Watson. Just, oh, so bad. And then Daniel, you're like, you're making an effort. You're getting better in each movie, Daniel. Yeah. He's like, like on a, way to go. He's on a, like a great curve. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Rupert Everett's just pretty solid throughout. Yeah. Whereas Emma Watson's like, eh. yeah. And then Malfoy, you know, he has to play, I'm kind of this bully, but also a wuss. Like, he does a good job. I mean, he's, you know, just doing his thing, too. Yep. But Rupert, just killing it. Yeah, I came pretty late. So, so the third one, because I tried watching the first one. I hated it. And I think I've told this story before on the podcast. But yeah. the illest I've ever been was in um, in Stockholm in Sweden. And I went and did, like, this photo shoot for my band outside in the snow. And I stupidly did not wear enough clothes. Yeah. And I got really fucking ill and spent the only week I was there in Stockholm just in bed thinking I was dying. And then I had to fly back feeling like that. And I, I remember oh. being in the toilet just crying. <laughs> Literally just crying. It's like, I can't get on this plane. Um, and, and how does this tie into... Well, because <laughs> I, I, was left, uh, I was left, like, there in the room and I was just turned on the TV and there was a movie channel. And it just, for some weird reason, was showing The Prisoner of Azimuth Command like four times every day oh man <laughs> so i watched that film like 10 times you're like i can quote this and i know all the spells and yes yeah. uh your girlfriend's a big harry potter fan isn't she yeah she's a pretty big just harry a bit potter. not too big yeah. oh, okay i thought she was more um have you played any of those things called video games um uh, i've been playing rainbow six siege it had a new update that released um blood orchid orchard i don't have the uh season path yeah uh, it depends on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, I don't have the season pass for it, but man, is it crazy. Everyone came back to play it because there's like 50 million badass players now. That's a um, lot of Just slaying. Uh, you've got these these people who drop uh, little poison bombs. You run past it and it explodes and shrapnel gets in your legs, so it sl- prevents you from running. And you have to like pull out the little shards. Um, That's yeah. pretty cool. And then there's like a one that... Sh- that's similar to so there's this character called fuse and he puts like a charge on a door or wood and throws in like little grenade bombs and explodes and in whatever area it's at so they made the new a new character that does flashbangs so in case you're doing like a hostage map because you can't fuse it'll kill the hostage okay you can flashbang the shit ever and Frick, it gets crazy. It gets so crazy. Really? Because everything's just like, beep, 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 and you're like, oh gosh, smoke bombs. What, what is like, because I feel that's, I feel like all these multiplayer online video games. Yeah. They're like social media. There's like a tiny hook, you know, one little thing different with each one. Yeah. Like Unknown Players Battlegrounds. It's like when I first saw yeah. it, I was like, what is, how is this such a big deal? It's just like a big, but it's just like this little thing yeah, little. that makes it, everyone love it. It's what true. is it with Rainbow Six Siege? Because uh, I played about an hour of it and I was like, this seems cool, but I feel, I don't see what's different about it. Like, You have to play with friends, usually. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, don't have, play- I don't have those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, talk well, about. <laughs> and that's the podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's, it's um, I mean, because you can play by yourself too. It's multiple, like you can play it many different times, every different way. Um it's like a new strategy of when you discover like, oh, I can just blow through this floor or this. I can use my shotgun, <laughs> blow a little hole in this wall and like, kind of everything destructible. Uh, it's a good portion. I mean, okay. you'll see it's like wall like made out of wood or mm-hmm. like a softer material. And then there'll be like brick or clay. So they're like American houses, not like yeah. European. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some that are European. Like you'll play as Ash and she, one of her specialties is she shoots like a charge into a door 
like a drill thing and it just blows it or like if it's wood or a door but then you'll shoot something where you're like oh this looks like it's wood it has uh what's that freaking wallpaper on it so you'll shoot it thinking it's gonna blow a hole in it and it doesn't you're just like ah it's freaking bullshit everyone knows where you're at yeah now everyone yeah (coughs) um but it's just like unlocking the different classes um because each character has their own ability and when you win you're like yes we did it it's like a chess it's a it's a a chess game almost yeah like a chess shooting game yeah chess shooting game all right um just too many games that's a problem justin i have that one somewhere but i don't think i'll get back to it well you you gotta play it with me (laughs) on the on the playstation if we're playing we're still playing the old 13th my friend i got katie so katie this week yeah started playing friday 13th we hooked up both uh um consoles to play together i said i'll teach you online yeah have massive internet problems because the front of my house as you know is not great with the internet we did all right somehow when we did it together with her it just wouldn't happen one of us would have so much like they got booted every time yeah um so she ended up playing on her own a bit she got she got pretty into it and then she went on and called it the other night going back on to try and do it but the servers are just so slow with that game that's the problem you gotta get better internet dude no no but even just theirs because then we went and she did like some uncharted 4 online to try that uh, which we'll get to in a second did you play like two days ago because there was an update uh yeah this was Maybe maybe just before, but it was two days ago. But maybe okay. just before the update. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's yeah, it's just one of the things. If they can just like get that game really solid, finding people immediately because yeah. it just takes a while to sync up. I'm I'm in a group now. You're in a group? Well, I uh, so I had to do a, a work uh, test, like a beta test for a game. Can't talk about it. Okay. Um, and then after some of the people in the group that I met, they were really cool and funny. And then I asked one of the people like, Hey, do you play Friday 13th? They're like, yeah. <laughs> and then the, all their friends played. And so what? I jumped in their group. And so it's like my Friday it's 13th. It's constantly going. Yeah. And they're, dude, they're, they're good, dude. That's it's annoying. fun. Yeah. So now we can have people to play with. You want to invite me into those groups? Man. Yeah. I want to play. Um, it's, really, it's a really funny group there. There's also, I think a British guy. I don't yeah. like those. <laughs> There's also another British guy. <laughs> I don't like him. I've been playing, so because I've been ill all week, I've been playing quite a lot of video games. <clears throat> so I wrote down just a few. Um, I was playing some of that Everybody's Golf, which just came out. It was mm. the new Hot Shots Golf, but they're now just called Everybody's Golf uh, on the PS4. Uh, <laughs> some people are going really crazy about this game. It is a lot of fun. It's not amazing. <laughs> I think people just go crazy because it's like, oh, it's a golf game and, and it's, it is fun yeah. and easy and arcadey. So... Um, and you can like, there's like an MMO sort of version of it almost where you're online, everyone's just running around like crazy in the That's golf amazing. course. You get into buggies, you can go fishing. What? Um, you can jump to whatever hole you want in the course. You can just turn up to like hole six. And, and you're just like, what's up? up? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it is a lot of fun. It doesn't look amazing. It looks, you know, it's all about the, good enough. All the experience. It's all about the experience. Yeah. I'm not like, my problem is I, when I play, cause I used to play golf games a lot. I don't know if you know this about me. You're an old person, man. I used to play Tiger Woods a lot in my early twenties. Wow. Um, and I used to like the analog stick swing mechanic. That was my favorite thing. Oh, so it's not like that anymore? No, and this has gone back to the old school. You just hit the button, you know, to like do the meters. And he goes, beep. Yeah. You hit it like three times at the right time to get the swing. I guess um, I like that. Which is more relaxing, but I like the feel of, oh, I'm actually swinging my club yeah. with my analog stick. Um, but um, it's it's a cool game. I recommend it. Um, it's different, at least, and relaxing, and you can just jump in. I always like turn the music off in those games, so you just got the sound of the wind and the birds and some little trip, 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 animated trip. Japanese cartoon oh, character. Oh, my God. <laughs> just running up. They go fucking belting over the courses. It's really funny. Oh, They'll hit it. Everyone's hitting it at the same time, and then they just run after their ball. <laughs> 
Um, I played... We did all of Uncharted Lost Legacy. Nice. Um, the uh, spin-off, uh, Chloe and Nadine, um, takes place after Uncharted 4, <clears throat> which I wasn't sure about to be with. I thought it took place during Uncharted 4 for a bit of it. Um, it's really, really good. Like, not enough people are talking about this game, I think, just because you expect Uncharted game to be amazing. And this one's come pretty close off the last one, but it was meant to be DLC, basically, yeah. originally. Um, but it was big enough to be its own standalone thing. They are clearly testing the waters. There's like a middle section, which is their biggest open world bit that they've ever done. Yeah. And it's fucking unbelievably beautiful. Um, but there's not much reason to explore it because there's not really anything fine. It's a few treasures, but they don't do much. They give you some money and then you can buy some, unlock some things afterwards, which are funny, some skins and things. Um, there's a cool like Jason mask that we now wear for Nathan Drake, which is good fun. That's amazing. Um, but... Yeah, people, I mean, yeah, they're clearly testing it and they're also testing, um, I won't get into spoilers from Uncharted 4 just in case someone hasn't finished it, but where that series could go next, they're testing some things with that. The, my problem with it is that I don't, I think this is fantastic, I love it, and it really did a good job of selling me on, oh, you can't have an Uncharted game without Nate. They really make Chloe into a sympathetic, interesting character. But I don't know what they do next because I feel Uncharted games perfected you know gaminess like the ps2 era gaminess yeah. of like you know corridors and here's your narrative you just play for <clears> it <throat> they nail that perfectly through visuals you know characterization dialogue voice acting cutscenes, all that stuff the set pieces is stupid but incredible you know um but i feel they've kind of done that and i don't know where you go now i don't know where i want it to go next space space <laughs> everyone goes to space at some point but i don't know if i want it i don't want it to become open world that's what i've learned from these little things they're testing yeah. but i also don't really feel they can keep going narrative just in a structural sense because I, I kind of feel like they're done yeah I, I don't think they if they go to open world it's gonna be like dude this is way too big um it's gonna take days i don't really need to go to venture and i mean if you're treasure hunters and you're just indiana jonesing it the whole entire time and you could do it with the squad or people then maybe but it's also like they're known for the fidelity of graphics and you can't keep that up if you do like a fallout game or something like that and challenge if they... accepted al <laughs> we at naughty dog accept your challenge i would i would love to prove me wrong i i, I think genuinely what i want the most is for them just to do other stuff i know they're doing last of us too now but just forget about Uncharted, which I know they won't do. But yeah. I would like to forget about it, do other stuff, create new IPs, and then in like six years' time, seven years' time... Do Crash Bandicoot, yeah, totally. Do Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> they're doing that. Just come out with a new Uncharted game and do bring Nate back somehow. Yeah, um, do an Uncharted game that's kind of like Black Flag. It's like a pirates. Or you can sail into the ocean and you just go all around the world in a boat. And can you do an Assassin's Creed game, but where you find out that your lineage Jason is Nathan Drake? Drake. Yeah. <laughs> you jump into his body. Yeah. Like you Quantum know, Leap. Can I just like Wind Waker? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I would do Uncharted just at yeah. sea. Yeah, yeah exactly. Be great, that would because be they've never done anything on sea. You're just like, I drive a truck. I'm in a jungle. I'm I in you mentioned trucks, man. Did you play Uncharted 4? Yeah, that truck was crazy. the truck returns yeah in the lost legacy yeah as does a helicopter it turns out the world's greatest enemies are vehicles yeah. <laughs> it's just... what i've noticed in the entire uncharted thing is like crazy trucks crazy fucking trucks crazy man. fucking trucks is their enemies there's a few set pieces that come back actually in lost legacy which yeah. is a little disappointing because you're like oh i feel i've done this before yeah like, why don't you just make this a dlc but it's, it's stunningly beautiful like it's yeah. well worth playing for 
Um, I just downloaded Destiny 2, but I haven't started it up yet. Oh, like, talk about like DLC. Big. That's one giant DLC, man, <laughs> that everyone's losing their shit for. I'm sorry. For those of you who are super Destiny fans, like, I get it, man. I played it when it first came out. I played it for months, and then I realized it is literally the same thing. And it, and it is, is like, yes, a party game when you play with your friends and all that. It's super awesome, but the actual, like, it's not really balanced and they're like oh well he gets okay well then kept kept destiny one man and just balance it out like this new destiny is literally your but same game is there not a proper campaign in this i haven't played it yet uh, are people just, happy with the campaign do i don't know i i it felt exactly the same to really? be honest because in the beta you know like they have a thing like here play this and it's you know the same and then the multiplayer you're like holy fuck talk about unbalanced i mean it's gonna get updated and it'll slightly balance out but i'm like dude this is exactly the same game i never knew unbalancing was and i'm like if people are super raving about the storyline and awesomeness okay well you didn't need a whole nother game to have like yeah but this is the i don't know like does it matter i, I mean know. that's the thing it's like when people are like is something nowadays dlc or is it a sequel it's like does it matter it's just the name of it like yeah. whether it's called destiny expansion to take yeah, in pajamas yeah that's true or it's called destiny 2 does it really matter i mean like, they're raving it as a whole new game and that's why i'm like it's not a whole new game it's just the same game it's not well you start from scratch um and if he's got a new campaign really, i don't think they really start from scratch because i'm like this is a lot of the same mechanics no i mean i mean you as a character you lose oh, your character yeah which is game. fucked up and that's why i'm like dude assholes man like <laughs> if i'm so glad i didn't spend a whole entire lifetime of destiny one because going over to Destiny 2 without the same shit, I'm like, yo, man, also, like, you can't even link your shit. All, like, GTA 5, you can link your shit yeah. between all your consoles. You're like, oh, I'm still playing the same thing. Still, freaking do it, man. Why can't they do that? Such bullshit. It's bullshit. But as someone who, like, because I got Destiny 1, played about two hours of it, and was like, man, this campaign sucks because it's not a proper campaign yeah. in the first one. Um, and I was playing with like one friend at the time and then they kept petering out and I was like, oh, I don't have constant support. Don't like just going to the same places and doing the same things again and again. Yeah. But the gameplay is phenomenal because Bungie, you're incredible at that gameplay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I really like the beta for this. So I am going to play this for a bit just to yeah. see is the campaign good enough to, to get me in because I want to like Destiny. I yeah. really do. I just, and as someone who didn't put anything into the first one, then I'm happy to be like, okay, well, even if this is almost the same, but just a bit better, that's great yeah. for me, you know, <clears throat> if the campaign's like, and I feel that's kind of what they're going for, which maybe is a bad decision. Cause like you say, you're kind of middle fingering the people put in yeah. loads of time to the first one, but the people who didn't, it's like, this is, seems like a good, yeah, if you didn't play the first one, it. then you'll be like, Oh, this game is cool. But if you play the first one, you're like, man, the second one's gonna be super dope. It's yeah. a whole new game. Like, dude, you just spent a shit ton of time playing the first one. How are you not upset about that? I mean, people, some people are. I would some be upset. Be like, why? You just wasted all my time and money. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, Nuit actually, who uploads our podcast, part of our company, he accidentally sent me a message earlier about him trying to update his stuff over from Destiny. And then he was like, oh, shit, I wasn't meant to send that to you. It was meant to be sent to someone else. So, hey, Nuit, if you're listening, I'm going to read it out on our podcast. He said, what did he say? Fuck. No. That's oh weird. yeah no here it is here it is he said i played the first two missions uh i had a feeling our powers were going to be stripped even though my character was no longer strong to begin with i was able to import my old character but looks alone and nothing else 
So you can just get how you sort of soup them up, I guess, and how you sort of... That's so shit. Out costume. Um, he said there was even a moment in the intro where there's a recap and I have my name uh, listed and my friend's name listed because we beat the original game together. Um, but yeah. Whoa, so cool. <laughs> you know who does a really good job with like a new game every time? World of Warcraft. Don't, like, don't so, bring up... We don't, we don't talk about WoW on this podcast. Because... because you can release a whole new game that's still a part of like the world, which you know is what World of Warcraft does. But your shit carries over, man. It you gotta, keeps going. You gotta carry your poop. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Um, I've also played a little bit of Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It looks so fun. You it were playing so this last week just before we did the podcast, yeah, and you and liked I, it. And I really kind of want to get it. I don't like it. <laughs> But I feel it's only me because everyone seems to love this. It's awesome, man. And everyone else seems to be into XCOM. And there are a few people who are like, oh, I don't play XCOM and I love this. I don't play XCOM. I don't love this. <laughs> but I just, I hate turn-based strategy so yeah. much. Did so you, did you much. like Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah, well, hate, there you go. I you're, hate all Final Fantasy you're games not gonna like turn- that have yeah. turn-based combat in them. Yeah. You're not going to like it. You, do you like chess? I love the, but it hit, okay, here's what I'm about to contradict myself. So I was playing Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and I was like, Jesus, man, I just can't get on board with all, I just, just can't do this. It's like, I get it's pretty, I get if you're into that, wonderful, and I get people who yeah. don't think they're into that might find out they are through this game. I think it's a good gateway. But for me, I play enough games, I know I don't like that stuff. You don't like playing games, I think, is what it is. <laughs> I don't play enough games. I don't play games, I just get achievos. <laughs> oh, I do. I did the avatar to achievos somewhere. Um, but then I, I stopped playing it because I didn't want to do the turn-based combat. And do you know what game I went to play? What? Battleship. Nice. <laughs> Which is literally just a turn-based, turn-based combat. Game. Wow. You, I think you like simplistic turn-based where you're like, okay, I don't have to worry. It's like chess. Yeah. Where it's just one dimension. I like it it's completely stripped back. But if you play like that chess where it's like three boards or something, there's like a crazy chess. Like, Dude. You don't like those chess. Do I want to see Hasbro Channel's Battleship <laughs> game, which costs like 15 pounds and 20 bucks and it's <laughs> totally overpriced. It's fucking awesome. There's like a whole new version of Battleship, which I had no idea, which makes everything make more sense. You yeah. know, normally like you would sink something and it doesn't matter if you sink a little boat or a battleship or whatever it is, yeah. a carrier. In this one... All your boats have powers that you can save up. You can identify where the other one boats are, or you can try and sink them, but you have more like identifying sort of pegs. Yeah. So you can identify more stuff to play strategically, but then if you take out <clears throat> the other person's carrier, they can't use the powers of that carrier anymore. So they're like, it's changing the dynamic of the game, depending which ones you take yeah. out in what order. It's really cool. Like, it's really cool. But not one fucker playing it online. I told you that. <laughs> I kept uh-huh. trying all week nobody's playing you know what they should have done they should make it where in battleship you can either choose to shoot or move that's true that would be smart and it'd be a really long game yeah and you can only move like one little tile then it would be like chess but projectile chess yeah look at that we're on a whole new game what is that dang it delete that from the the podcast um yeah mario rabbits is fun though yeah sure uh, the last game I want to talk about we, we should do a podcast where we just do this one week we just talk about, what talk about games because yeah. um, I did play some Conan Exiles I couldn't I was disappointed what is it on Xbox Conan Exiles oh, can't, can't make can those s- big wangs you can't see dinglings dude <laughs> can't make those big wangs all I can do is enlarge boobs yeah. and they don't do it in a good way and I feel we didn't talk about this last week did we no I feel it's so weird that on PC 
you can have full nudity in this game. It's kind of, it's like a big Fubula no, it's like a big survival game MMO online. And you can play it lots of different ways, which is cool. Um, but you design a character and if it's a guy, you can have them completely naked on it on PC and you can make their penis as big or small as you want. Yeah. And if you have a girl, you can make her boobs as big or small as you want. Also completely naked, but you can't do anything to her nether regions. Uh, so I don't know what you'd do. Yeah. <laughs> how shaped. I wonder how many that. people like dudes, because you know dudes are like, I'm going to make a really long dong. Huh? Yeah, they, how many dudes go, I'm going to make a really tiny penis because it's still hilarious. Just like YouTube, it. there's just so many videos of just people with camera angles in horrible places and like big dongs and balls just slapping around. Um, but you play, you play it like that on PC. On the Xbox, they decided, no, no, that's too much for us. We're going to censor it. How do they censor it? They put little tunics around their waists, which means for the guy, you can't do anything. With the girl, her boobs are still out, and you can yeah. just make her boobs as big as you want. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's not equality. That's not right. Yeah. yeah I'm all for it. If it's like dongs out and boobs and everything yeah, else out, it's great. Uh, yeah, don't, don't disapprove. I'm going to wait till they patch that in. <laughs> make yeah. it the real dong edition, and then I'll play it. The real dong edition. <laughs> Conan Exiles Dong Edition. The last game that has pissed me off this week is Life is Strange. Before, oh uh, yeah, you're telling me this. This made me really angry. Um, I really like actually the first Life is Strange. I think it's too emo-y. The writing's not great, but it was really beautiful art style, fantastic music, which is still yeah. in this one. Amazing music. The score's actually written by Daughter, uh, the band Daughter, which yeah. is a great band. Um. <clears throat> And I was kind of excited to get into this and immediately I was like, oh, this dialogue's worse. And I was thinking, before I started, I said to Katie, I bet they've read the reviews, they've learned from the last one. Old people thought the emo chat wasn't you know, quite right. So they were hopefully they'll refine the experience to be a little bit more real and a little bit more genuine because the stories come from a beautiful place normally. Yeah. Instead, it's immediately this just awful dialogue. And then they capitalize on that by creating a new... Uh, tactic in the game game mechanic which is called the talkback and basically it, it it's not even basically it literally tells you oh you're encouraged you'll only get through situations by insulting and bullying the person you're talking to and you have to come up with like the sassiest reply back to these people which then in a completely unrealistic manner particularly at the beginning of the game because I didn't get that far yeah people find charming <laughs> like there's a bouncer right in the very first scenario that you're trying to get past and you basically just start abusing him and telling him he's like bikes for girls and that he's a complete like just an idiot and insulting his tattoos and he just keeps laughing at you like oh you seem all right <laughs> you seem pretty wow. cool how, does, how are people playing this game and going yeah uh i like being the character that's just really a piece of garbage i genuinely it makes me really angry. I'm like, it's one thing to write bad dialogue or to be too cliched, you know, emo. Yeah. But it's another thing to encourage the people re re playing this game that you need to be an asshole to people and good things will happen. Yeah. So honestly, it, I doubt anyone from Square Enix uh, like listens to this. If they ever do, fuck you for putting fuck that mechanic. Fuck you. I imagine going to tweet. Garbage. I want to like get a bunch of people to tweet directly at them because I think it's not cool to do something yeah. like that. Um, I don't even. I feel like people hear heard about it and we're like, well, I'm not picking up that game anymore. Yeah, we'll see. Um, anyway, go to video games. Um, I've been right. watching a bunch of movies, but yeah, we're the one. let's get on with the podcast. Um, All right. <clears throat> Mr. Justin. Yes. Can you start a podcast, please, with the Justin's blowdown? Blowdown. Let's get blowy. All right. Number one. one. Star Wars slash Disney. 
Disney continued this week what is becoming an alarming trend of losing their directors for Star Wars movies. This week, Colin Trevorrow, who previously directed Safety Not Guaranteed and Jurassic World, walked away from Episode 9. Lucas put, on, put out this statement, colon, quote, Lucasfilm and Colin Trevorrow have mutually chosen to part ways on Star Wars, colon, Episode 9. Colin has been a wonderful collaborator throughout the development process, but we have all come to the conclusion that our vision for the project differ. We wish Colin the best, and we will be sharing more information about the film soon. Sources have said that the script rewrites and the relationship between Trevorrow and Lucasfilm head Kathleen Kennedy became unmanageable. This is the big news of the week. Um, it, you know, in geek terms, not in real life, obviously. Some very big, sad yeah. news is going on this week. Um, but in the escapism world, this is the big news. Um, and, yeah, I had a bunch of people talk about this on Facebook, and I was like, you know what? I want this to be the main thing we talk about this week. Even yeah. though when I really thought about it, it's like, I don't have much to say other than, Disney, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, honestly. Greedy. So, let's go through it. We have Rogue One, where there were un... You know, yeah. un... What's the word? Uh solidified kind of reports there were 40 days of reshoots we know that and they brought yeah. in a separate director from gareth edwards we know that yeah. uh, we know there was definitely some disturbance going on there and people weren't happy um <clears throat> yeah i don't want, like say too many things about it yeah. but we know that wasn't a happy shoot we know like things went wrong there were new things added in um gareth wasn't necessarily happy maybe um, and the end result is you can tell there's a different director involved in all yeah. these places in it. There were actors coming out saying some things about the film as well. It was a really rocky start. Um, Kathleen Kennedy, who's seen as like this bastion for Disney and Star Wars, she seems to be the person who's causing like these problems of placing trust in directors and then going, oh no, you're not doing exactly how we've suddenly decided. Yeah, it's like Kathleen, just be a director then if that's what you think you can do, which you're not well, just high directors you trust yeah it's like because then they were doing all right the next solo film and the whole point of these movies the solo ones are they're meant to be separate from the mainline s- stories yeah um and get to have freedom so gareth was told he could basically make like an apocalypse now kind of yeah you know war movie but in star wars uh, reportedly anyway and then phil lord and chris miller the cloud of meatballs 21 jump street lego movie guys yeah. they were brought in to make a hand solo movie and told you know they can make it their way which is obviously going to be goofy like obviously, it's going to be a goofball kind of comedy. Yeah. Do you um, do you remember uh, in the Gareth Edwards Rogue One trailer, like the beginning ones? There were prisoners. They had like uh, like pilots, like uh, X-wing pilots and stuff, walking down the hallway, and they were all like prisoners. Yeah. And they right. took that scene out. So I'm like, There's was he? He made out. it probably super dark and gritty. And they were just like, no, 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 we can't have prisoners. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I don't yeah. like. It, there were lots of reports on that of actors saying, "Oh, we've been hired back to put more comedy into that film." Basically, yeah. Again, it's all allegedly. We don't want to like get in trouble, yeah. but there was clearly troubles with that. Definitely, for sure, though. Phil Lord and Chris Miller were then fired from Han Solo with just a few weeks left in principle for photography, and then Ron Howard was brought in to finish it, and he's doing that right now in London. And now they haven't even started yet shooting, but Colin Trevorrow's kicked off of Star Wars Episode Nine. Although he's also, it seems like he's the one who's like, no, I'm not like happy with how I'm being treated. I've read a lot of interviews and listened to a lot of interviews with him when he did Jurassic World. Because he just did Safety Not Guaranteed, this little under, below a million dollar movie. And then did Jurassic World as his second film. And now was meant to be doing Star Wars Episode 9. He's doing the other Jurassic World. I think he's producing that or writing. He's not directing it. Um, 
he's a really smart, nice guy. Like, he's very humble. And when they approached him to Jurassic World, he said to Spielberg, look, I don't think I'm ready for this. Like, you had lots of movies to get ready to do a Jurassic Park. This would be my second film. I'm not ready to do this much. But they let him have full creative freedom with it. Like, he got to rewrite that entire film, however he wanted. Yeah. Which is really rare. And he came out saying, you know what? When you work with these big studios, people tell you they push you around. They don't. Like, Spielberg was very respectful. He let me do what I wanted with Jurassic World because he hired me because he trusted my vision. That's what Disney should be doing. That's what Kathleen Kennedy should be doing. Yeah. If you're hiring these cool directors, and they're hiring cool directors. Yeah, really like, talented ones too. Yeah, let them tell the story they want to tell. Uh, particularly in these side stories if you're really precious about it keep your main line locked down you know marvel that shit up but yeah these side stories let them do what they want to do don't try and shoehorn it all and i can't believe this is three films in a row now that yeah. they're just basically parting ways and pissing Disney, off directors disney's just getting crazy man they're getting crazy they're gonna collapse and ruin the franchise and their own legacy but this is the problem is like general public don't know they yeah. don't like it's our little bubble who know this stuff so like general public don't see Rogue One like yeah that was pretty cool like that's literally like that's true you know like they don't know it they're just like oh it's Darth Vader was in that was pretty that was nice dude he said a funny joke yeah. Darth Vader um, and I guarantee you with these two no one's gonna be able to tell either like they're gonna make tons of money anyway so yeah. they're not gonna learn from any of this maybe I just don't I just don't understand how you could be that stupid as a big company like Disney like why would you hire people unless you were sure and then, like, why would you fire people in the middle of shooting? I yeah. just don't. It's so unprofessional. It's just shocking to me. It really is. I sound down about it. Yeah. Just because I am, Justin. Well, I got some more news for you. <laughs> it's number two. As long as it's not about Disney, I'm happy. Oh, it's not. It's about Star Wars slash Netflix. Continuing our Star Wars slash Disney news. I said no Disney news, Justin. I mean, Star Wars news. We reported last week that Disney would be separating itself from Netflix and starting its own streaming service, but details were unknown as to whether they, that would include Star Wars and Marvel films being pulled from Netflix and exactly when the Disney service would launch. Well, this week we've learned that CEO Bob Eager sure. has stated, colon, We've now decided we will put the Marvel and Star Wars movie on this app as well. End quote. And went on to say that the service would launch in 2019. I don't want any more Disney news. It sucks. Dude, those guys are getting greedy. Also, why? You, they don't have so much shit that you're like, yeah, let me pay for a service of... Well, they're going to be making new content as well. So they're pulling all their Disney movies, live action and animated. So all yeah. the new Beauty and the Beast. You can, you can, everyone's going to download it, man. They're pulling Pixar. Now they're pulling Marvel and Star Wars from Netflix. Yeah, well... Just continuously splintering, you know? It's now you've got to have six different subscriptions. Yeah, also, I legitimately don't think people... I mean, they can still have the streaming service, but how, how often are you going to be like, yo, let me watch... You kind of just buy DVDs or you buy the movies. Like, I feel if you really want to watch a Disney thing, you just download it. I don't know. I don't know that demographic because I feel the demographic between what we consider Disney and then what we consider di new Disney like Marvel and Star Wars are quite different. Yeah. And I kind of see what you're saying with like Star Wars and Marvel fans are geeks and they're people like us who yeah. just buy these things. Maybe, but don't you think they already own majority of like Disney? Yeah, maybe. Animations? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I will like say, you know, for the majority of people that don't, they don't buy stuff anymore. The majority of people will stream stuff. And yeah. to pull all that content from Netflix, it, it sucks. It really does suck. Um, 
I will be fascinated how many people sign up for Disney streaming. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as good or successful as Netflix. Is like, all right, well, we're just going to make more things and kind of Netflix should just start making like ripoffs like Asylum do of yeah. anything Disney are putting out. Yeah, maybe they probably will, or they'll just team up with like HBO. <laughs> Like Beauty and the Boast or... Beauty and the Boast. A lad in. A lad in. Mulan. <laughs> All right. We're oh, man. I'm Disney, where to be a downer in the world? In. I'm feeling faded. <laughs> All right, next news, number three. L.A. Noir Remastered. Rockstar has announced that L.A. Noir will be coming to Switch, PS4, and X1, as well as new VR experience that pulls from the original game. The Switch version of the game features Switch-specific adjustments like optional Joy-Con, gyroscopic, and motion controls, as well as HD rumble and new contextual touchscreen controls if playing handheld. The Xbox One or X1 and PS4 versions will feature the full game. DLC and a range of technical enhancements, including enhanced lighting and clouds, new cinematic camera angles, high-resolution textures, and more. It'll run natively at 1080p on X1 and PS4 with 4K on PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. Elena War. That's not, that's not a hard sentence to get through. Elena no. <laughs> War, colon, the VR case files, will launch for HTC Vive and focuses on seven of the cases from, ga- from the game, rebuilt specifically for VR. The game was originally released on November 14th, 2011. Yeah, people seem really excited about this. Uh, I remember when the game came out, critics were excited about it. The public didn't seem that excited about I, it. I played a little bit of it. It was awesome. I played all of it. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but <clears throat> I don't know how excited I am to go back to it with new clouds, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. But um, the clouds. The clouds. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's a good game, though. Like At the time, so much of it was about that photorealistic, yeah. sort of uncanny valley faces that they had from actors. Yeah, it was really I don't cool. know how that will look now, because it's been what six years it's probably mapped it better yeah i'm always wondering with stuff like that like when they're like oh up res textures they're like well it depends how you source them to begin with if you source them back in the day when you weren't sourcing that high because you knew you weren't going to be able to output them that high were they really future proofing themselves with 4k textures back in 2010 probably all right maybe (laughs) problem solved i feel like it wouldn't be too hard (laughs) because i mean texturing or doing buildings or whatever it's not that shouldn't be that hard it's like doing the textures and hair and all that on the yeah people's faces is what's going to take time and i mean you know but i just mean did they capture that to begin with high enough where now we're going to see a benefit if you see what i mean yeah you know or are they just using some upscaling technology they just do the same thing it's just a same game just like the clouds are new yeah (laughs) i mean that's what they point out i don't know i'll I'll probably i mean i'll probably give it a go but i'm not excited about it well Um, that'll be a case We'll try to solve. <laughs> Excellent. What's the final piece of news? Mr. It's Justin? doing okay. Do you like? Do you like what happened there? Yeah. It's doing okay. It's doing okay. The horror film grossed an impressive 13.5 million on opening night. This is the third highest Thursday night showing in 2017, coming in only uh, coming in behind only Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Dose at 17 million opening, and the live action Beauty and the Boast. 16.3 million gross the later of which crossed that 1 billion mark billion dollars 
<laughs> just thinking about all that money. It's a lot of money, man. <laughs> it now has the largest opening for any horror movie, September release, R-rated film, and any Stephen King film adaptation. Paranormal Activity 3 previously held the record for biggest preview night for a horror film, having made $8 million in 2011, ahead of its $52.5 million. This is crazy. Like, it has been all of my social media feeds. Yeah, they really push because there's no real like old throwback horror film Mm -hmm. that's not done bad they've done a great job though of capturing like the stranger things vibe yeah they 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 really yeah chose the timing really well they're like oh stranger things is totally piqued in interest everyone likes those kid films we'll have one of the kids from stranger things in it you have uh uh really good kid actors in it and yep i've i've Great yeah, I've got a bunch kid. of good friends of mine who have gone to see it and really love it and they're pretty hard to please normally, particularly with horror. Yeah. And fans of the book who love it um, and people saying, yeah, it is the best Stephen King adaptation, even better than The Shining. Um, wow. I'm really excited to see it. I've just been too old, but I'm going to go. I'm going to San Francisco in a couple of days, so I'm going to go see it up there. Nice. Um, but that's, yeah, the largest opening ever for a horror movie or an R-rated film because Deadpool's like doing really yeah. well and Logan was doing well. That's crazy. That is crazy. I, I'm just, I want to know what the fuck is going on because there's no adults in these trailers. It also, it's an R-rated film and it has kids, like, interesting. I'm happy. I like that. But the, the whole point of the It book is that it's these adults looking back on what happened when they were kids. Yeah. Um, spoilers for It. Well, no, no spoilers for It. Don't worry. I'm not going to spoil yeah. it. But it is like this thing going back and forth between being a kid and being an adult. And there's no adults versions of the characters in this film. So I can only imagine... They're trying to do a sequel, which will then tell the adult part of the story. But for me, what I like about it is going back and forth between the two. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I don't. I, that, Talking about kids, dude. Yeah, I like a like a bit of like a bit of both. Well, not in this movie. Um, but well done, well done to them. And that's. I bet Stephen King hates it. Stephen King probably hates everything. He hates all the good Stephen King films, and then remakes them as TV movies. He probably likes Dark Tower. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, honestly, like he hates The Shining film yeah. so he remade it as this piece of shit tv movie called the shining um that is all of the things that happened oh news. um let's look at some of the things that are coming out this week shall we all right <clears throat> coming out in the cinema usa you do uh you do the cinemas and then i'll do the rest of them okay cinema usa it director andy Muschietti. <laughs> <laughs> i think that was it Mama and is doing upcoming Shadow of the Colossus. He's doing the Shadow of the what? Colossus. What? I like you read. You read the brackets like mm, whatever, and you're like, what? What the f- man? Who's so he doing- directed Mama. I really hate Mama. I think Mama. it's a bad, bad horror film. Mama. Um, but he's doing the Shadow of the Colossus. Movie. That's crazy. I don't. Yeah. Awesome. There's gonna be nothing in it because yeah. there's nothing in the Shadow of the Colossus. Again. There really isn't. Starring Jaden Labor. You can never pronounce the last name. Uh, Jeremy Ray Taylor, Sophia Lillis, Finn Wolfhard, Chosen Jacobs. Chosen Jack- Jacobs is a great name. Chosen Jacobs. Jack Dylan Grazer, Wyatt Olaf, and Bill Skarsgård, one of the Skarsgårds. He's a young boy and he's playing Pennywise. He's he's one of the... Looks like an emo boy. He's one of the Skarsgårds. Yeah, but he, he's just like, he's a weird choice for Pennywise. I'm sure it works because people love it. Yeah. But. Rememory, director Mark Polanski, Penelope... Or Penelope, a series of unfortunate events, the TV series, starring Peter Dinklage, Matt Ellis, Jordana Largi, Julia Ormond, and the late Anton Yelchin. I think you mean it's starring Peter Dinklage. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. <laughs> uh, the widow of a wise professor stumbles upon one of his inventions that's able to record and play a person's memory. 
This is meant to be really bad from memory. It's meant to be a bad film. Yeah. You see now that all those films that they do in between seasons of Game of Thrones stop popping up at the same time. Yeah. With each of the actors are like, this is the one thing I managed to fit in in between season yeah. shoots. Um, obviously, yeah, there's not much at the cinema actually this week. Uh, we haven't left much out, uh, but these were the only ones who thought you would want to see. Fans might want. But uh, it's obviously the thing to see. Um, creepy, spooky, haunted door just opened. Or it's just someone wearing the visibility cloak from Harry Potter. Either way, that's creepy. Uh, Blu-ray releases. You got E.T. is coming to 4K. You got Phenomena. Um, no, it's not Phenomena. It's uh, the, what's it called? Dario Argento film with Jennifer Connelly. Mm. It's pretty cool. Mm. Split is coming to 4K. You're also getting a whole ton of mummy movies. You got The Mummy. We're talking to Brendan Fraser once here. You got The Mummy Returns. You got The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon, Explorer, Emperor, sorry. And then The Tom Cruise Mummy all coming to 4K this week. Wow. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty is coming to 4K. Get Out is coming to 4K. Uh, we've got It Comes at Night is finally coming out, uh, which is a very interesting horror film. Captain Underpants, uh, Tamako Love Story, uh, and then the Purge trilogy is also coming to 4K and Dracula Untold to 4K. Lots of 4K this week. A lot of 4Ks. <coughs> I'm excited about getting It Comes at Night. Um, yeah, that's about it. Get Out, great film. Yeah. Uh, video games... There's meant to be a second <clears throat> part to this list, I think. Or is that it? Maybe that's it, actually. No, that's it. PES 2018 is kind of... All the sports ones. PES 2018 this week. NHL 18. NBA 2K 18. NBA Live 18. I like the NHL 18. I like NHL 18 and NBA 2K 18. Yeah. Remember one year you and Alex argued about I think NBA and what was your one? Heroes of Legends or whatever. Oh, Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm. And, uh, uh, what, what was going to be in our best of the year list a couple of years well, back. Heroes of the Storm was a really top game. It was nearly the top game despite only one of us have played. Yeah. <laughs> and barely. That happens. Um, Baja, colon, Edge of Control HD. Do you ever play Baja? Is that is that the racing game? Yeah. I played it like years ago. So Baja used to be in the record books, I don't know if it still is, for the biggest open world ever in a video game. It was yeah. unbelievably big. And you could play online with your friends. And me and my friend Jamie, we used to play... If you're listening to Jamie, hey buddy. We used to play and just drive the whole width of the map. And you couldn't do it. It just went on for hours. And you just and there's fuck all to do. Because you're in a car, you think, oh, at least if I could get out. But no, you can't get out of your car. You just drive and drive and drive and keep driving through deserts forever. Dang. It's did ridiculous. They, did they make it now where you can get out of the car because that would be nice you just get out I doubt it that's what I want I just want like a peaceful simulator big open world just drive because I went back to GTA 5 this week and you drove still fantastic game but I was surprised how small it feels now like to get from the city to the top I was like fuck that was quick that's that's why when the next GTA comes out you're gonna be like dude I drove for like four hours and got nowhere (laughs) I still haven't got to my job and now I'm in between two two places (laughs) and my car is about to run out of gas I don't remember where I live anymore I don't even know I live off the grid I burnt my social security card uh, Dishonored colon Death of the Outsider uh, that big old DLC is coming yeah. and Raymond Legends the Definitive Edition is coming to Switch holy shit that's a great game that's amazing recommend it Pro- probably Recom- my favorite 2D platformer Andrew. outside of the 16-bit era amazing that's how that's how amazing. big I'm gonna get and finally this week Inside and Limbo are coming to PS4 and Xbox One in a double pack retail Woo! edition I still haven't played uh, Inside it's fantastic it's fantastic and it's a particular to. interest to our listeners because hopefully you've just come on over from our Twitch We Are Geeks uh, show where we've been making our dear friend Achara Clerk play some Limbo yeah it's gonna be the first game in our six episode Limbo, season one Limbo. 
um, where we're going to be putting her through the paces on different video games. Trying to make her like video games because she doesn't play them. Trying um, to get her to be a pro so she could play competitively yeah. and, you know, join one of the, like, Cloud9 teams. Or... Our job in six episodes is to teach her A, to like video games, B, to be good at video games, C, to fuck with her a little bit. Yeah. And D, to have a good time. Yeah. But mainly to get her on, like, you know, a Blizzard team. Oh, that's interesting. Because I'm mainly yeah. just trying to fuck with her. No, no. I'm trying to make <laughs> her pro, man. I'm just kidding. No. Just try to crush her spirit. Yeah. Just destroy. Um... So, right, quickly, the box office then. Number 20 this week was The Big Sick, and number 19 was The Glass Castle. Glass Castle. Number 18 was Baby Driver. B-A-B-Y. <laughs> number 17 was The Dark Tower. Number all right, six, all right, all right. Number six, yeah, there he's twice. Number 16 was Kidnap. Uh, no! Number 15 was Birth of the Dragon. <laughs> Don't like that. Number 14, Close Encounters, the third kind of 40th anniversary. What? Back in cinemas. They had it in the cinemas? Ah, oh, where? Where can we watch that? I don't know, man. We should find it. I, I love that movie. That's it. one of my favorite movies. Great movie. Potato, Potato Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 13, Cars 3. Vroom, number vroom. 12, Wonder Woman. Still there, even though it's Hi. already out in 4K. 11, The Nut Job 2, colon, Nutty by Nature. <laughs> it's not going uh, away. Can't think of anything for that. You don't need to. Uh, number 10, Girls Trip. Yeah. Number 9, Despicable Me 3. Banana. There it is. Uh, number eight, the emoji movie. Number seven, I could tell which emoji that was. Number seven, Spider Man colon Homecoming. Spider Man. Number six, Logan Lucky. Yeah, boy. <laughs> number five, Dunkirk. Yeah, don't do one for that. <laughs> number four, Leap. And the top three films this weekend or last weekend were Wind River at number three, which is. <laughs> can you believe this, man? Wind River, I still haven't seen. It was low, 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 low. And it's one of those rare films where it's had so much word of mouth that this is an amazing movie. Week after week now, it's climbing higher and higher. Now it's in the top three. Nice. It's been out for five weeks. And that, that's it, like the best way to do it because you're like, didn't have a super great opening, but guess what? We're climbing and becoming it's relevant. It's so and rare, man. It's yeah. so rare for that to happen. I can't even say. Um, I still haven't seen it yet. And it's one I've been dying to for weeks. So I really want to go see that movie. So I'm glad people are. Number two, Annabelle Colon Creation. Creation. And the number one film for three weeks in a fucking row, The Hitman's Bodyguard. The Hitman's Bodyguard! Looks like a piece of trash to me. Yeah, it does. It really does. What can you do? It looks like the sequel to the Denzel Ryan Reynolds movie. Which was that? Where he's like a police officer or a person who has to protect Denzel or like transport him. Forgot about that one. Yeah. So this is like the comedic version of that. Sure. Um, Justin Yes Let's make it a quick one this week Shall we Yeah um, Yeah alright Sure <laughs> Sure buddy Whatever you want um, If people Want to support us And if you Like why, why They should you? Be nice yeah. Be nice It's a difficult year for everybody um, Head over to the iTunes And type in We are geeks And we're going to pop up We're literally We've been talking about it For months now But we are literally Right now in the middle Of rebranding everything So very soon you can choose to subscribe. I'm going to lay it out right here. Are you lay, ready? Lay it down. Because I don't down. think you know this, Justin. I don't. Let me Maybe explain I to do. you. I think Any I do. questions, ask me. Okay. We Are Geeks will now be essentially what Geeks is. So if you subscribe to us right now, you type in We Are Geeks and you'll see Geeks. Subscribe to that. You're going to get everything we do. Everything? But that's about to be rebranded as We Are Geeks. I mean, everything we ever do. <laughs> everything? Uh, that's about to be We Are Geeks because that's going to be our parent channel where you get everything. Papa. If you just decide, you know what? I can't get enough of those funny boys. Funny boys. And their young girls and their voices. Then that's where you get everything. But if you decide, no, you want to curate it a little bit better, you're going to be able to then just subscribe to Geeks 
which will be just this, just our weekly topical shoot every Tuesday where we talk about video games and movies. Or Friday. <laughs> or Friday this week, but normally every Tuesday. Just that. Or you can subscribe to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel where you're just going to get all of our retrospective horror podcasts. We've done Friday the 13th, I don't remember, on Elm Street, The Invasion of Body Snatchers. We're now doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> got Halloween coming, got Child's Play coming. It's never going to stop every Friday. And then we're going to have another channel, which we haven't quite named yet. <laughs> but it's going to yeah. be We Are Geeks, like the movie channel or something. That's where we're going to have the Danny Ball podcast. You can have all of our special casts to do with like Batman v Superman reviews. Uh, and anything we review that's non-horror, basically. Uh, Star Wars is the next one. We're about to do the entire retrospective on Star Wars in the lead up to The Last Jedi. Um, we've got Alex on, on, uh, Chard on there and he knows too much Chardos. about Star Wars. Alex Ch- Chardos. So I look forward to that. Oh, and Christina Masterson's going to be on this Whoa. one. Who's never seen, she's seen one Star Wars film, I think. So that's going to be fun. Um, Does she live under a rock? Yes, literally. Mm. Um, so you can do all that stuff. But right now, just head over, type in We Are Geeks in iTunes or go to wearegeeks.com. That's probably the easiest thing because that'll, that'll lead you straight out to iTunes. Yeah. It'll lead you straight over to our Twitch channel. It'll lead you straight to everything. And we'll keep updating that. So when we do change the handles <laughs> to make it simpler for people, still on wearegeeks.com, you'll it'll, be able to get It'll to lead you directly to us. Exactly. In so this just, room. <laughs> and really, really do tell a friend. If you like, if you want to do one nice thing for people this week, just tell a friend that we exist. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to tell them how to find us. Just tell them we exist. Hey, they exist. That's, that's enough. We'll feel it. We'll know it happened. Someone just did it. Um, <laughs> I've been your host I'm Mr. Al White on all the social medias and you can play video games with me on the Xbox as Mr. Al White you can play Friday the 13th with me yeah more us. specifically and Justin as well and Justin yeah. is what are you I-T-S-R-A-D-L-E-Y come find me I'm on it's Radley that's on Xbox and on PS4 and social media I can't my PS4 not on my Steam or my Snapchat I just have a regular Radley. No one wants to see what's on your Snapchat. It's just grot. No one wants to chat chat my snaps. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening through my coffee spluttery voice. And uh, Oh, yeah, obviously. We'll also be back every single Monday and Friday on the Twitch channel doing this little show. Twitchy! And we'll be playing a little bit of Play That! Play That! Or is it this? Let's play this. Play, play oh, is this. It, oh, is it Menemy? Is it play this? Isn't that what you Play said? this. Oh, yeah, play this. Oh, play this. Hell. Good branding. Good yeah. <laughs> play on. this now. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday. Until then, we're out. Geeks. Geeks.